you are listening to Unprofessionals Asking Questions. This is episode 22. Would you fear the Scythians? The Scythians. Is this like the Scythe uh, tool? Garden tool? Is it a garden tool? Is it a weapon? You know, I am. The reason that I'm talking about them is because of their weaponry. Interesting. It has nothing to do with Scythes. I'm wonder I didn't even think about this but I'm wondering if it was how did they spell that I thought it oh I don't know let me look that because the Scythian like it's S-C-Y-T-H-I-A-N S let's see Scythe is S-C-Y-T-H-E I wonder if it was like so that's like the Grim Reapers. We should come back thing. to that at the end after like I tell you okay. some of the shit. That sounds cool. Okay. Well, I'm like... Quick definition for a scythe. Okay, here. It is like a garden tool. So it's a manual implement for cutting grass. Long handle. Use both hands. You kind of swipe it back and forth. Yeah. Like you would like, like to cut weeds or whatever. Machete. But it is like what the Grim Reaper uses. So if you picture that, that's what a hmm. scythe would be. Yeah, that's interesting. We'll see. We'll come back to it. Because I am talking about weapons. Cool. Not really, like, not, those not a garden <laughs> cutting thing. Like, we're killing people here. Okay. Um, you could use that, too. That's why the Grim Reaper has it. Isn't that how he takes his... Well, no, because they're already dead. Is that how he takes his souls? We could look into that at the end, I guess. But, I mean, we can talk about it now if you want. Because <laughs> we might forget. We might I don't know. What does the Grim Reaper do? <laughs> I mean, he he definitely collects or helps move the souls he, to the next plane for them, right? But what's the point of his sight? Is he just like... It's just to be That's scary. how he takes the soul out of the body. He just like swipes it over and pulls it out. But he only takes them to like, well, like hell, quote unquote, right? Like the underworld. I don't know. The underworld, not, not the above world. <laughs> the above world. <laughs> paradise heaven whatever you want to call it or just the above world according to julia well you correct me i'm saying hell so i was just like well we won't say heaven i didn't mean it like that i just i don't think the grim reaper is in that kind of religion i know that's what i meant like he only took them to that plane not gotcha upper downstairs (laughs) to the basement yeah not the attic (laughs) okay I'm going to start saying that, like, heaven's the attic. The attic and hell's the basement. <laughs> I like it. I prefer basements over attics most of the time, though. That Why? Depends. Attics are always hot in, like, my... My but experience. <laughs> I feel like most of my experiences with basements are damp and cold. Yeah. I mean, I hate my basement because it's a fucking cellar. Do you have an attic? Yeah. Is it like you can go up and walk around? Or is it yeah, it's space? actually massive. Really? But there's just, it's so dirty. It's, I mean, the windows <laughs> broken out. We've told our landlord about it. Was it like that when you moved in? Yeah. They just haven't really fixed it. I don't want to go up there. No. I keep like some of our luggage in the store, like in the stairwell of it. Mm-hmm. But it honestly affects our upside, upstairs temperature so bad. Did you say upside? Mm-hmm. <laughs> upside <laughs> so many new words are creating tonight um the upstairs temperature because like if it's hot in the summer 
in the attic just like you can feel it even though i have it sealed like off i can like feel it going through the cracks and in the winter it's cold right because there's holes in the fucking window (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay then i can get that i get that i like a basement if it's finished Mm -hmm. and if it has a bar Mm. um I, my room growing up same deal. was our finished basement. So it was like my own little apartment kind nice. of. And I liked it. I liked it because it was pitch black. Like I could sleep and mm-hmm. not. Yeah, that's how, yeah, both of my bedrooms were in the basements. Um, at both houses. No windows. Oh, I had that little like basement window Didn't thing. But our porch, like, it was underneath our one porch. So like no sunlight got in. So it was just dark. Nice. But yeah, enough about the downstairs <laughs> and upstairs. That's funny. Well, I'm excited to see like what if this does tie to sites at all because that's interesting. That's the only thing I could think of when you said what yeah, Scythian. Scythian. So they're it, the like empire is going to be scythe, but they're oh. Scythians. Talk about also empire. known as scythes, sakas, and sakes. Okay. But so. I'm just going to go look through, like, a really brief history because okay. I'm not not really interested in their, like, rises and downfalls. Mm-hmm. Mainly just their warfare okay. and weaponry and weaponry. Weaponry? <laughs> weaponry. <laughs> and bio-warfare. Okay. Yeah. They were, like, intense. Bio-warfare is in, like, disease? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Go on. I won't. Oh, you're good. You can interrupt as much as you want because, like I said, it's a very brief history. Okay. Um, I'm kind of going to, like, jump around, too. Because, so... Jump around. Jump, jump around. <laughs> I couldn't remember any... Jump, 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 jump around. around. <laughs> Is that the Humpty Dumpty dance or some shit? Humpty Dumpty? Oh, sorry. Do the hump... Do no, that's it. And then... Hump, do the hump, hump, No. I don't know. I think those are two different 90s Are they? Most of them sounded the same to me. Yeah, absolutely. They're bops. Oh, you're right. That's a different song. Eh, I don't know. We're done. We're fine. 90s isn't my forte. You're a baby. (laughs) Yeah, but I could get into like 70s and 80s, but 90s just isn't my... I mean, not that genre genre is what I'm about, but... Jump, jump, jump. That's all I know. It's just like in our kitchen, just jump, jumping. <laughs> I mean, same, but not to that song. <laughs> okay, so the Scythians, they were originally from like Iranian heritage okay. from as early as the 9th century BCE and eventually migrating westward from Central Asia to what is now like Southern Russia and Ukraine in the 8th and 7th centuries BCE. They were also like, they were went through the transition to sea. Okay. So, they, were so they crossed that mm-hmm. millennium. We'll whatever. get to it because I have it in here somewhere. Oh, it's like two sentences away. So anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, the Scythians would find a rich and powerful empire centered on what is now Crimea. And this is like kind of a map, which it's probably going to be on some of our social media posts. This was a large portion of like what they ruled. So that's like Southern Russia... I would say, like, Greece and... Pretty much to the border of Egypt. Okay. All of, like, that southern area. Okay. Of Europe. Gotcha. Not great with maps. It's not shaped like a scythe, so I'm not... <laughs> it's not at all yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> the 
The empire would survive for several centuries before they were brought to an end by the Sarmatians during the period from the 4th century BCE to the 2nd century CE. Okay. So that was like their reign. That is a long ass time. Isn't it though? Mm-hmm. Like so long. And yeah. you're, we're going to kind of figure out. Because when did you how. say it started? So the period, it would have been 4th century BCE to 2nd century CE. But they were, they were, uh, oh wait, 9th century CE. I'm always bad. No, it was 4th century. They started, how does it move again? So before year one, 400 years before that. Mm-hmm. Right? And then after, how many, when did, when did they end? So wait, they migrated eighth and oh, so wait, they were the Sarmatians were in a war from fourth century BC to second century C, right? And they they were around since ninth century BC. So they were ninth century BCE to second mm-hmm. century C. What was the end? I'm sorry. Ninth century BC was the start. Second mm-hmm. century C E. So that, a lot of... May not be like a thousand years, I was just going to say, right? Yeah. It'd be over a thousand years. Hmm. So up until the 20th century, most of what we know about the history of the Scythians come from the accounts of an ancient Greek historian named Herodotus. Herodotus? Yeah, that sounds right. I've heard of him. Okay. It's the extra O. It's the extra O that like throws me off in that. Mm Mm-hmm. Herodotus. Herodotus. Probably. Probably. Herodotus. Yeah, okay, so this is one more. guy from where? He's from Greece. <coughs> Sorry. Like, he was from Greece, but he visited the Scythia, like Scythia's territory okay. often. So pretty much everything up until the 20th, 20th century that we had known came from his accounts. Okay. But in modern times, the record has been expanded greatly because of like Russian and other anthropologists excavating Kurgans in places such as Tiva and Kazakhstan. Do you know what a Kurgan is? No, I was just going to ask you. I didn't either. And I, I literally Googled it. It's a prehistoric burial mound or barrow of a type type found in Southern Russia and Ukraine. So it's like tombs okay, in a sense, but in like their culture. Mm-hmm. Practices. Kurgan. Kurgan. Okay. Kurgan. Uh, I don't know that the accent was appropriate. <laughs> but Kurgan. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, dude. Kurgan. Kurgan. So Scythians do not exist at all today. No. They ended a long time ago. They ended a long time ago. So it's hard to say what their accents would be. Yeah, fuck you. Maybe I am right. Whoa. Okay, I'm sorry. I was just trying to defend you at the end there. I retract it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the Scythians were feared and also admired for their prowess in war and in particular for their horsemanship. Horse? Horsemanship. Horsemanship. Nay. Like hobby horsemen over here? Is this where it began? <laughs> yeah, they got sticks and but you were like, using their scythes. They beheaded horses. And just stuck it on top of the scythe <laughs> and then ran around. They were actually among the earliest people to master the art of riding. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh my god, they were riding sticks. But for realsies, was it like bareback? Did they have saddles then? Probably didn't have that. It would be bareback, I would assume, because they're the first. Well, maybe because they were like mastering riding, but uh, 
that like type of mobility astonished all of their the neighboring like empires and their because <laughs> they just like, enemies. Like, other people they're saw like, how horses. the fuck did you move? Oh well, yeah, well I'm sure other cultures saw horses and they're like, I don't know what the fuck to do with those things except <laughs> kill them and eat them probably. Right, like you're jumping on the back and you can fight with that. So like, think how scary that would be in a yeah. war. You just all of a sudden see someone riding mm-hmm. up on a horse and with a safe. Yeah, chopper. just beheading everybody. Fucking yeah. Right. yeah, I don't know. So when they did migrate from Asia, oh, and I kind of get into it, but the horses that they used are Mongolian ponies. So like in Asia, I'm I'm picturing kind of like Mongolia just because that's the horses that they were. Okay. Do you have a picture of the horses? (laughs) Yeah, I'll come up here in a little bit. Um, It eventually brought them to the territory of the Cimmerians, not the Sumerians, but the Cimmerians. Okay. Cousins. Spelled differently, but yeah, they're cousins. (laughs) (laughs) Who traditionally controlled the Caucasus and the plains north of the Black Sea. Caucasus. Do you know what that is? I also didn't know what that is. Caucasus. Can I see how it's typed? Yeah. Caucasus. And I did look up the pronunciation. I'm as close as you're ever going to get me to be. (laughs) Oh, Caucasus. Mm -mm. They used it as like a K. Really? The Mm -hmm. S? The first S? Caucasus. Caucasus. No, it's like a Z. Caucasus. Caucasus. That. Caucasus. All right, we're closer than anyway. We're so it's Russian Kavkaz. What is that? It is a mountain system and region lying between the Black Sea, which is on the west, and the Caspian Sea, which is on the east. Caspian. I got caught up in that Z's. (laughs) Apparently, it's occupied by Russia, Georgia, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan and Armenia. Okay. If you can like picture it. I cannot, but I'm gonna go. <laughs> I know where Georgia is. Well, I do know where Azerbaijan is because of the F1 race. Of course you do. That's about it. Learn geography with Julia. <laughs> I can I know geography in countries if they're on the F1 grid. <laughs> That's one way to learn. You have to associate it with things you find interesting. Dude, the F1 grid is so messed up. They go from, like, Europe to Australia to Africa to the U.S. back to, like, Asia to the U.S. to then Europe to, like, Canada. Where, like, they could just, you know... Who decides that? (laughs) I don't know, but it has been, like, a lot of people have been, like, that's not good. Like, that's 20 teams having to fly, like, all the cars and the parts and the teams and stuff mm-hmm. all around where you could just hit reason. the three U.S. races in mm-hmm. one in Canada. Imagine what we could save in jet fuel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, back to the site. Learn how to save money and learn geography with Julia Coker. Follow her new YouTube channel. Don't be the one hire me, dude. <laughs> so once the site, this is kind of like a little boring, but I just want you to know a little bit about them. Okay. So once the Scythians came across this territory, they decided they wanted to make it theirs. So a war began and that, as it usually does. And... That's pretty much how it was for everything. They came across any territory and they were just like, like nope, it's mine now. This is a war. But this war lasted for 30 years. The 30-year war. <laughs> and it ended with the Scythians destroying the Cimmerians, which they do for pretty much everyone. And then they set themselves up as rulers of an empire stretching from 
the only reason I'm bringing up this battle is because it's what set them, it was a very large territory. So it set them up to rule from West Persia through Syria and Judea to the borders of Egypt. So pretty big. Did you hear that? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so they were remarkable not only for their fighting ability, but also for their complex culture they produced. The Scythians developed a class of wealthy aristocrats who left elaborate graves, like the Kurgans. Kurgans. <laughs> in the valley of the Tsars, or the kings, near Arjan, which is 40 miles from Kizkils. Kizil. Kiz Kizol. Sure. I got it right the second time. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in Russia. I don't know. It's all in Russia. Pretty much. So the elaborate graves were, graves were filled. Um, What's your excuse for the English language, though? What? <laughs> Why can't we talk today? It's bad. It was the nap. <laughs> she napped before this. Oh, my God. And I purposely didn't smoke either. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem. You don't know how to function. <laughs> Hi, Salem. Hey, you want to say something? So their elaborate graves were filled with richly worked articles of gold, as well as beads of turquoise, uh, carnelian, and amber, as well as many other valuable objects. And for that time, it just, it pretty much, it was unlike any other culture that we know of, but we don't know about a lot of them no. at this time. <laughs> The high class was known as the royal sites, and at the time of their reign, they established themselves as rulers of the southern Russian and Crimean, 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 Crimean territories. I don't know. So it is in that area that the richest, oldest, and most numerous relics of the Scythian civilization have been found. Oh my god! <laughs> Fucking shit! Bad aside, I help you. <laughs> The royal studies, uh, so pretty much, I don't need to get into all of this. I want to get into the weaponry. So they like, <laughs> fuck the history. Yeah, there's, oh, I do want to say this blew my mind. So in 339 CE, this is one of like the last rulers of the Scythians. The ruler Atius was killed at the age of 90. I thought you were going to say nine first. Nine zero. He lived to be 90? While fighting Philip II of Macedonia. He, and he was fighting? He was fighting. And he was 90 years old. Yes. What the fuck? We're always like, well, the average lifespan. But the more we do this, it's what like... What year did you say it was? 339. 339. Right? That would be first century. Yeah. That would be fourth. Fourth. No. Because the community was eventually destroyed. Oh, would it be BCE? 339. No. I get confused with these. In 339, the ruler Atius was killed at the age of 90 while fighting Philip II in Macedonia. The community was eventually destroyed in the 2nd century CE. I mean, that's just a fun fact that I put in because of him being 90. I don't know. But I'll they weren't around. 4th century would be in the 300s, right? I don't know. Why does it... I always get myself confused with this stuff. But when it's... BCE, I don't know if that still goes the same way or if it goes opposite. That's what I was thinking. But I don't think... 
How do centuries work? I don't know. And none of this is even that important to why I'm talking about them. But I just was like, holy shit, he was 90 years old. How do we know that? That's from his Kurgan. Can I look this up quick? Because it's going to fuck me. Yeah. I'm normally good about like dating it too, but I literally only put 339. Here, I'll just look 339. So, okay. Book BC. Okay. Or BCE. Oh, that's why it's in a tight chrome. Anyway, the third century BC or BCE started the first day of 300 BC and ended the last day of 201. So, can you say that one more time? So, if we're talking BC or BCE, which is the same thing Mm -hmm. before year one. Yep. If we're looking at the year 300, because we're going, you know, we go from 300 to 200 to 100, year one, and then we go back 100, it's going forward again. Mm-hmm. You know, it all goes back to zero where you're going forward. Or... So, if so talking, BCE does go backwards in a sense. It does so go backwards. So it would be 339 BCE. But weren't you saying BC? Or, I'm sorry, CE? Their demise was in CE. Oh, but you were still talking about BC. Well, that's the thing that I confused myself because I didn't write CE or BC. So then when I was like, well, if he's saying 339, where does that put that guy? Because I just wanted to talk about him dying at 90. So that, I guess, would have to be before if they ended in... Yeah, it would have to be BC, right? So then it it would be the 3rd century. Okay. But if that would have been more sense to me. If it would have been BCE or AD, it would have been the fourth. Okay. He died in 339 BCE. Okay. So the third century. Yes. BC. E. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We can I'm glad we got there. No, I mean, maybe I'm sure there has to be other people who, like, I get it. But, like, when it's written out, when I have to think about it, mm-hmm. I always kind of confuse myself, which yeah. I shouldn't. I understand. The only thing that threw me off was where the century, like, how you talked about it as a century. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in the I think that's era, what was always the century after because of it's 100 years. So, mm-hmm. like, you know. So, before that, I'm just like, what is it? Like, what year are we talking? Like, yeah, what century is it? But then it's still just the third century okay well i'm sorry about that (laughs) well i learned something so so if they were so powerful who fought for this empire because they were you know aristocrats and noblemen Mm -hmm. do you think they fought no the scythian army was made up of free men who received no wage other than food and clothing (laughs) doesn't sound very free to me (laughs) So you guys can live, we'll give you food and clothes, you have to fight. Yeah, however, they could share in, quote, the booty on presentation (laughs) of the head of a slain enemy, end quote. Yeah, that's what I want. (laughs) Like, here's a head, give me my money. Wow. They were allowed to get money. They just had to bring a head. So typically... That's why they had sights. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, that was it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all making sense. It's all connected. Actually, 
It is because scythes <laughs> are like the Persian type of sword. Okay. So typically you'd see many of the warriors in Greek style bronze helmets and chain mail jerkins. So it's like that the chain headpiece over the neck mm-hmm. and then the helmets with like the kind of like, you know, like the horse mohawk mm-hmm. look. Yeah, that was their attire. Okay. Their principal weapon was a double curved bow and a trayfold shaped arrows. And their swords were of the Persian type. I said, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And then I looked it up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're curved. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like the beginning of making creations of a scythe, maybe. Because, like, not many swords are probably curved. Or, well, I don't know. I'm, no, I guess only in Persia. <laughs> that's probably wrong. But <laughs> if that's where it began, I don't know. Pretty much all of the Scythians had at least one personal horse. Or mounts, as they would call it. Yeah. Only go get on my mount. That is what they call it, though. It's weird to me. I mean... I mean, I have heard it, but it's like... I don't know. It's, I get it. You're mounting a horse, mm-hmm. but, like, it's not your mount. Well, it is your well, mount. They, You're up on a so mount. So this is random, but they refer to, like, mounts in the Harry Potter game. <laughs> I would not know. Like, you can get a hippogriff to fly around on. It's your mount. Your flying mount. I mean, I guess it is, because you're mounted. It's like a mountain. Yeah. Your personal mount. I'm going to shorten mountains to mount. Go ahead. The rural mount of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, that makes me question, like, a baseball mound. Is it supposed to be a mount? (laughs) We are getting too far into that. I'm just happy that the horses are real. What? And they get on real horses. Oh. And they don't run around. Okay. On sticks. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean real? Yeah. Okay. So, but the wealthy ones own large herds of horses. So you, you brought multiple fucking heads. You're getting multiple horses. These are what Mongolian po- ponies look like. They're kind of small, but they're they're stealthy. They're so they're stealthy. They're stealthy. I don't know. They look, like, muscular. That's not stealthy. What's that mean? Stealthy is when you're, like, being sneaky and quiet. I'm not. Like a steed. (laughs) Sturdy? (laughs) Hefty. Hefty, hefty, hefty. (laughs) Um, um, They're cute, though. They're cute as shit. They're definitely ponies. (laughs) Whatever you're doing is not working. Okay, you're, you can just look them up. I was trying to make a big read. So I spoke a little bit about their burial customs, but not... Oh, <laughs> I need to stop. <laughs> I think it's because I'm sober. <laughs> like, be. full and sober. It could be. It does not happen very often. You don't know how to act. <laughs> but not their customs and their customs were also (laughs) elaborate maybe a little extreme but we like extreme we like dramatic we do i don't like this custom no if i was the guy maybe but they would call for the sacrifice of members of the dead man's household including his wife servants and then a number of horse sacrifices, even if it wasn't his horse. What does that mean? The dead man's if he household. died, the, like the, whoever was it, the warrior, yeah, or anyone in 
the civilization. Anyone in the civilization, like they if die. The head of the household dies. Everyone else dies. Everyone has to die. <laughs> so thank God that Atias lived to 90. His oh wife had a full life. Yeah, if you like died in war, you just died in the library. <laughs> oh my. And they're like, hey, sorry, your dad or your husband just died. So and you're gonna have to also die. Adios. No one's here to take care of you anymore. You go in the curtain. Was that their thoughts? Like Maybe, or it's just, like, you are his property, so therefore, oh like, God. you know how, like, so he, in ancient tombs, they put them. things of their yeah. homes and stuff in there, where, like, mm-hmm. you're going Your in belongings. the curtains. Oh, man, I wonder... Does I've never say, heard of that in history. Me either. Does it say, like, how they would kill the rest of them? Again, I didn't get... Was it sites? No, I don't think that they did what they did to, like, other people with it, but I could see maybe... They had shamans, so, like... Maybe they poison them, or maybe they just had the milk of the puppy. It is a sacrifice, Isn't that though. It's cool. In Game of Thrones. Milk yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about Game of Thrones a lot. Lately. I literally said to Wyatt, "I'm gonna rewatch, rewatch it." He's like, "Well, we have to get HBO again." So like, yeah, I have it on my Hulu. I guess I could just log into my. I can't remember my password, and I don't want to reset it. Oh my goodness! It just takes too long. I just reset it every time I log in. I'm one of those people. <laughs> every time I, I try a couple, and then I'm resetting. I've just been. I've been into a lot of the Netflix things lately. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, everyone dies. Is it? We don't know how, but they die. Is that just like ridiculous? That is awful. So, despite the odd characteristics, their many and exquisite grave goods, notably the animal style good artifacts, good. <laughs> I I'm still stuck on the killing the whole household part. Like it would make more sense to me if it was just those that were the warriors. And that was like you have to be a good warrior, or if you die, they all die. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but if yeah. it's anyone in the, the whole culture. <clears throat> I mean, I mis- I guess what they're saying pretty much is women had no rights mm-hmm. at this time. So, like, you were complete property. And they killed them, the children, and if they had horses. See, I looked into I did not find children... <clears throat> As the sacrifice. It was wife, servants, and horses. Oh. wonder where the kids went then. Probably just to, like, uh, another household or something. But it makes sense because what if you have a really bad war and you just killed off your whole next gen? Yeah, you can't be killing the kids, I guess. Yeah. Or they'd be wiped out eventually. Because that was my thought. I was like, well, how did they last that long Mm -hmm. if they were killing everybody? But the kids weren't part of the sacrifice. Or at least what I found in my very brief history of them. Jeez. That's still crazy. Yeah, so I guess they had, like... <clears throat> they had those sacrifices, but they also had many, many, many exquisite, like, grave goods. So the most notable was the animal-style gold artifacts that they would keep in there. So, like, they would just have huge gold carvings of like animals that they and it's all it's solid gold yeah I guess (laughs) so that revealed that they were apparently culturally advanced is what anthropologists 
say. I don't know how that necessarily says it, but I guess if you're in large chunks of, like, if you have all of these riches. And, well, was it because they had the gold or because they could carve? I think it's like the carvings because they said the notable, it's notable of their, like, animal style gold artifacts. So I think they just have, like, carvings galore. Mm hmm. All right, we're done with the history lesson. Okay. Yawn. Huh. No. <laughs> Let's talk about their other advancements and pretty much what makes them go down in history. If you had to choose, you personally said, between an AK-47 or a Scythian arrowhead for your demise, which would you choose? Oh, for me to die, not to kill someone else? Yeah, for you to die. Probably an AK-47. Be quick. But, yeah. like, if I'm the one using the weapon, clearly the latter choice. You want an arrow? I don't want a gun. I don't like guns. That's fair. But if I guess if I had that those two choices on how to die, I'd choose a gun. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but make sure it's squad. So some say the Scythian bow was, quote, the AK-47 of the ancient Near East, end quote. What? At that time. So is this, like, a crossbow type thing? And the arrow's just, like... It's an automatic. It's not automatic. It's not like right. It's but not like, <laughs> can you imagine just arrows? Just I can't do that. Them? By the way, I can't do the guns. Oh, I can't either. Oh, I thought you were. No. Try. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. I cannot. Can so you imagine if they had like a crossbow that was just like set up to something? It was just like. <laughs> no. But yeah. They were they were not automatic like that, but they were known as like the AK, like they were just as deadly mm. and feared. Like you know how everyone's like, that's a terrifying gun. No one needs that type of power, yeah. full gun and stuff. Yeah, that's how people thought about their crossbows. Okay, so this was their weapon of choice, and precisely how they dominated on the battlefields for centuries. The bow was uniquely designed to deliver the utmost damage to its victims. However, the arrow itself was even nastier. Mm. Was it like barbed? Mm-hmm. Precisely. <laughs> the Scythians created their arrowheads for maximum penetri- <laughs> penetration. <laughs> I wanted that to be good. I gotta redo that. I did this. I wrote that on purpose. Maximum penetration. <laughs> yes. Okay. The Scythians created their arrowheads for maximum penetration of the enemy's army. I still fucked it up, dude. How? Because it's not enemy's army, it's armor. <laughs> Was enemies in there at least? Okay. I thought you just Okay. So the Scythians created their arrowheads for maximum penetration of their enemy's armor. Okay. But what was armor made of back then anyway? Well, they had the the chain link mail jerkins or chain mail jerkins or whatever they were called mm-hmm. underneath the armor. Their enemies too, though. Not all of them, but a decent <clears throat> amount. Like that was just the. I mean, armor Greece, to wear. like Greece was around at this time, and they had like all that, right? That's, I don't know why you're asking me. <laughs> they had a decent. They had to have had some type of decent amount of armor because. They specifically made these bows to get penetrate the armor. But <laughs> furthermore, the Scythian arrowhead heads were like extremely poisonous. What? They had so, poison on there too? Yes. 
Yes. Shit. So, the so like when I'm saying it's maximum penetration, <laughs> it they made the bow aerodynamic so that it could pierce at any point. Okay. Like it was fatal just in that sense, without the poison, without all the other stuff. But if someone got just nicked a little bit, they would die from the poison. Yeah, but I'm gonna talk about these arrowheads and stuff. I just want to show you, like, they have these little, like, bomb-looking things. Yeah. That would be filled with poison. And then... Like, just to throw? I don't actually know exactly... Maybe they would slingshot it? Maybe do this. I think it's because of the drive. Normally it works. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I think they would, like, kind of slingshot that. Or it almost looks like it could have been, like, a... Uh... Like, had a stick mm-hmm. that went in here. Oh, I thought it was where the poison it. went. Well, I don't, I don't want to talk about these, so I was pulling that out of my ass. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully not literally, because <laughs> I know what they make these days. And... Okay, but these are what I'm talking about, which is, here's, like, the barbed kind of points. To put this in perspective... You're not taking that back out. Those shafts are shafts. 30 inches long. Wait, what? Like this, this picture? Yeah. The shaft in itself is 30 right inches long. And that's then the not- arrow is like, I mean, it's half of that. So that's probably like 12 inches. I thought this was like almost like real size that I'm looking at. No, it just looks like the, the picture looks small. So then those, those star things are, are massive. Huge. Oh, shit. Yeah. So the sh- shafts are 30 inches. 30 inch long shafts. To make sure that they could find target maximum penetration yes 30 inch shafts yes barbed at the end yes ouch not the kind of fantasy i'm looking for no right words wrong fantasy (laughs) (laughs) but oh okay so yeah the barbs see i was i guess i was picturing smaller more jaggedy barbs all around the arrow not just a flat arrowhead so it is like a flat arrowhead and it just has like two spikes off the end of it. Mm-hmm. But they're like curved so that they're definitely like. There's no way like. A, if there's that's no way you're pulling in, that out. You're not pulling it back out. No. Unless it doesn't go in the hole way. But. Right. But that's where the poison and everything comes, comes in. in. Mm-hmm. So the Scythian arrowhead is also known as the Scythian point. And it was a, what they called a trilobate shape, which was like designed like a rocket or bullet that had three blades extending from the body. So like what we just had, those two shafts and then like the actual arrow. Mm-hmm. Right? <clears throat> I think so. Um, but yeah, it was like advanced. Would this be considered technology? I know like we think of technology as like computers, but weaponry. Yeah. Like the advanced just- weaponry. Mm-hmm. So, some of the arrowheads even had protruding barbs. I think that's what that is when they say protruding barbs, right? I know I should know because I like research. So, maybe like like that hole goes through the whole thing and you stick that onto the (gasps) arrow. And then. Yeah. yeah. Because I was like, that's not enough protruding barbs to say what they're saying will be happening. Yeah, maybe that's what they do. That's. Terrifying. Can you um, imagine how heavy that is? Mm-hmm. 
Because what is it made of? Is it stone? Are you going to get into that? Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, stone is one of them. <clears throat> it's actually probably, it's coming up like right now. So the trilobate was typically made of bronze, while the shaft used to deliver the arrowhead was made of reed or wood. And that was roughly 30 inches long, like I said. So we didn't get too far from that these days in mm-hmm. what things and what it's made of. Right. Okay. Um, so experts say that the design and craftsmanship employed was brilliant, especially for the time. Even now, like if someone would have, you know, if none of that was around, Mm -hmm. someone would have been like, holy shit, like you're, that's fatal. Yeah. Because its aerodynamic body made it extremely practical, practical to use against the finest and toughest of armor. They were like the most feared, uh, army on the battlefield. I get it. And they're on horses. Yeah. Very scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have to be scary to just be like, you know, it's normal to just be walking, you know, you have your swords or your arrowheads in itself. But now there's just this army pretty much about to stampede you mm-hmm. with these terrifying <laughs> arrowheads. So they think that the Scythian point originated around 7th century BCE, which suggests that the Scythians developed the weapon in order to pierce the Asian armor. And that, they think that because at that time, it is proven that the Scythians and the Cimmerians, who the Scythians took their land later, were at war with Assyria on and off during the time period. But their armor was really good, and the Scythians needed to figure out how they could beat them because they beat everybody. Mm-hmm. So they developed this Scythian point with their aerodynamic bow. Okay. Smart. Right. And I, I get it. I mean, war <clears throat> has but if helped mostly, develop a lot of advancements. Yeah. It's all weaponry and how to kill people, though. Right. And they're the ones taking these territories and starting the wars is what it sounds like mm-hmm. so it's not like to defend themselves it's just to just to go out and kill people stay glad <laughs> they're just trying to improve and improve and improve so that was not the only arrowhead style or material the Scythians Scythians used some were made of bone stone Ooh. iron or bronze bone would be cool yeah that's what I thought too and some would look like small spearheads, while others were kind of leaf-shaped, which may have been used for hunting and not, you know, killing them mm-hmm. at war. But the trilobite shape was most likely used for war purposes only. Because why would you? They're not doing that to hunt. Like, like what would be the point of that anyway? Right. You certainly weren't using the poison to hunt. Mm-mm. Not going to. I'm surprised you even asked more about the poison. I mean, we are getting into it, but... There's so much going on. You like, <coughs> I thought you'd be like, what is that made of? Well, I was going to be like, milk of the puppy. And then we got into that tangent, so. Oh, right. So the arrowheads may carry a lethal drop on their own, but that was not enough. Is it a guess? Yeah. Am I going to be able to guess it? Is it, is the poison made of anything that like is around today? Yeah. Like plants? Nope. No plants. No plants. No plants. No flower or plants related. Mm-hmm. Poison. No minerals. <clears throat> no. Let me think. 
could it be at that time used for poison? Still around. Actually, all of the things in their mixture are still around, but they're nasty. So it's a combination of things. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> hmm. Can you give me one hint? What's one of the things? Snake. Snake. Oh, venom. That was dumb of me. <laughs> Don't you like my reference there? Venom. What, what did you even just say? Oh, oh, I said snake instead of snake. Wait, right? Oh, yeah. Snake. Snake. Severus snake. Mm -hmm. Although that's not even the tune anymore. I don't remember. It's been so long since I've seen that. But if you know what we're talking about, it's the Harry Potter puppet show. Mm-hmm. Dude, OG YouTube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure I saw that in, like, middle school. I definitely did, and I never even watched Harry Potter. But I love, like, my, like, one of my best friends in elementary school. Oh, she loved Harry Potter, and she always played that. Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, just Dumbledore. So, her snake. But anyways, Harry Potter. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. So they were experts in archery, their aerodynamic. Makes sense, yeah. But they're also experts in biological war warfare. So they're using... This poison or something else? So fortunately for the Scythians and unfortunately for their enemies, they had a wide variety of deadly poisons to choose from at any given moment. Okay. So it's snake venom. Yes. The not so friendly and extremely venomous reptiles living in the area was what was allowed them to do this. And those included the step bay, step steep viper, the Caucasus viper. European adder and the long nosed sand viper. Are any of these the lizards from holes? <laughs> I don't think so. They're all like southern Russian. <laughs> Persia, bitch. I'm sorry. Was holes in Persia? Maybe someone brought them over. Maybe. Okay, it's so funny. So we have their poison. Yes. They kind of just shoot out of their eyes. Just kidding. Ew, that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a book titled uh, On Marvelous Things Heard. And it's by Pseudo-Aristotle, which was work, work written from, like, his followers and possibly Aristotle himself. There's no way of ever finding out, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it mentions how the Scythians handled the snakes and extracted their poison. So I'm just going to, like, read a few excerpts yeah, from can that. Can you imagine? Like, I was kind of disappointed in this, too, because they didn't have the, the actual, like, uh, extraction written in this. Oh. They just like said like how they made the concoction. Well, how did they even catch them safely? Shaman. So quote, the Scythians, it would appear, watch those that are just bringing forth young and take them and allow them to putrefy for some days, end quote. Oh, so usually for them to die. No, that's not all they do. Oh. They take the older ones who just had young mm -hmm. and they let them die and decompose. Uh -huh. That's part of it. Yeah. But that's not even taking the venom yet. They're going to use a decomposing venomous snake in the concoction. Huh. But it makes sense, though, that that's what... How to safely extract it is they're just letting it die. Oh, and then they See took it. the venom. Mm -hmm. Yes. But they didn't, like, tell me, like, how... Well, I guess they would just milk it. Right? That's what they do. Oh, can you milk a cat? They milk the snake venom out. Yeah, sure. Have you... I'm legit. I think that's the term. Probably. I mean, you know ghosts. <laughs> they don't want 
things. You literally like couldn't look at. Okay, anyways. So after several days, this is probably then on sex. This is not the book. This is like me kind of explaining this. But after several days, the Scythian shaman would then take the venom of that decomposing uh, snake and mix it with other ingredients. We're gonna go through what some of those ingredients is. And then one is human own poison, and one is human blood. I was gonna guess blood because it would be probably poisonous to someone else. Yeah. But that was back to our our age. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and that's not all either. Okay, so we got reptile venom. Mm Mm-hmm. We got human human blood. blood. We have a decomposed thing. Which, like, think about all the diseases you can get from decomposing. Yeah. And, like, blend it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, what else do you think might be in this? Shit. Yeah. That's the only other thing I could think of is shit. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Like, that means even if you got scraped by one of these, you are probably going to die of, it, like, sepsis yeah, or... might not be immediate. The snake venom. Mm-hmm. Anything. Another disease that human was, like carrying in the blood interesting fact that they realized shit was toxic though at this time in history yeah so another quote from this book but when the whole mass appears to them to have become sufficiently rotten they pour human blood into a little pot and after covering it with a lid they bury it in a dung hill what so like they didn't have you say dug hill dung oh you did say dung dung poop hill okay so that's what they called their like little poop piles because they didn't have bathrooms little poop piles (laughs) poop piles (laughs) (laughs) and then they took it out to their dung hill poop pile and what they did was they like literally buried a hole and so it would just like ferment (laughs) ew I wonder if they're wearing gloves of some sort. They have to, right? I don't know. Maybe they just had designated people that handled these, and yeah, when they died, their whole household died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, likewise, when this all putrefied, they would mix. Oh wait, I, this is still the quote. I should read it right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So they bury it in a dung hole, and when this likewise has putrefied, they mix that which settles on the top which is of a watery nature with the corrupted blood of the viper and thus make it a deadly poison, end quote. Roman author Aelian also mentions this process saying, quote, the Scythians are even said to mix serum from the human body with the poison that they smear upon their arrows, end quote. So like lots of people were starting to pick up that they were doing this. Both accounts confirm that the Scythians were able to excite or extract blood from, you know, some humans in order to separate it from the yellow watery plasma of it, which is advanced in and out of itself. They had to, like, separate the blood to use it for the concoction that it would mix with the venom. That's crazy. And be deadly. So once the mixture of blood and poop had... Petrified. The shaman would take the serum and excrement and mix it in with the next ingredient, the venom, along with the decomposed viper. <clears throat> okay. So, like, all that deadliness and poopiness just there. And it was kind of like, some of this is going to work. Yeah. Like, mix it all together. One of these components is going to kill somebody. Yeah. Smart. Maybe they tested it. <clears throat> would you need to? I mean, you tested on your first battle. I guess so. 
It's so crazy because we're gonna like get into it too, but but I, it did far worse things than just like kill people. Oh yeah, that's my thing. Like, I feel like it, it was psychological to, warfare. I feel like they'd have to test it if it's not gonna be an immediate effect. Like if it's gonna be if it's oh like how long is it gonna take like yeah. how long do we have to wait before we go in and raid the place <clears throat> or something? Because like if they try that first time and it wasn't immediate from the poison, mm-hmm. why would what would encourage them to keep using it if they don't actually know? Like how they, yeah that's that person died from the poison, so they would have to be testing it somehow. They maybe that's free what, men. <laughs> well, maybe they used it when they had to kill the rest of the families. Like the rest Maybe. of the Maybe. That's how, that was how the sacrifice was. Like you are a testing component so that these people stop dying and we start killing. Maybe. Maybe. So, do, 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 do. so once complete, the Scythians would place their arrowheads into this deadly mixture, mixture, and it would be ready for use. They would pretty much just like let them soak it. That's what I was just wondering. So I guess they, I thought they'd maybe just put it on the tip of it. Mm-mm. They didn't do just tip. They literally <laughs> full penetration. Full. What did I Maxim- say? Maximum <laughs> penetration. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying so hard. That's the problem. So trying so hard. That's funny though. I don't know what you just said, but it was good. Okay. So just the tips. No, I mean not just the tips. They put the whole arrowhead. In this bloody poopy mixture. Mm-hmm. Let's soak. And there's, like, proof. There's, like, people who wrote in, you know, those history books, like, ancient historians. The one is Strabo, who he mentioned a second use of this deadly poison, quote, saying, saying, quote, the Scythians use poison of an extraordinary kind for the points of their weapons, even the odor of this poison is a cause of suffering to those who are wounded by arrows thus prepared. Ooh, it probably burns. Yeah, isn't it crazy? Just the smell, even, is deadly. <laughs> mm. So, aerodynamic check, poisonous check, operation kill the enemy complete, right? Mm hmm. Eh. Why no. would they stop there? Well, they're already at the top. But remember all the barbs that they would use on the arrowheads? Yeah. Well, they also coated all those with the deadly concoction. Like, coated. So Mm. that if anyone tried to pull them out, you're getting, like, filled. Ugh. The Roman poet Ovid, who was exiled to the Black Sea, was able to take a good old gander at these poisonous plus arrows... And reported them as, quote, native arrow points have their steel barbs smeared with poison, carrying a double hazard of death, end quote. He also added the poisonous ingredient was, quote, yellow with viper's gall, end quote. Oh. So it's just like this nasty, like I'm just picturing like, I'm a, like a yellow pus. pussy. <laughs> yeah. Goopy. I think I just said, I'm like a pus. Yeah. Is that what I said? <laughs> I think I would say I'm thinking like it's I'm rubbing like, off on you. <laughs> you think I'm a pus? <laughs> Just one big pustule. Yeah. So how does like this double death work? Obviously, I think we can all kind of put it together. Mm-hmm. How the barbs 
you know, fuck you up. But Rotten Rolle explains it as, quote, These arrowheads fitted with hooks and soaked in poison were particularly particularly feared since they were very difficult to remove from the wound and caused the victim great pain during the process. Ugh. So it was just like seeping in yeah. nonstop. Burning and... Honestly, freaking horrific. It smells like shit. The worst kind of shit. I wonder if they use horse shit. I mean, I know they use their own, but... Maybe. <clears throat> I mean, they would have had a lot of horse shit around. I wonder if their dunghills were like used for their farming. Like manure. I wonder if they would have known then. I don't know. If they're using it for poison. I mean, would they have put that together that it doesn't have to be used for poison? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were just using it to throw a concoction in the hill. But maybe they don't want to risk then spreading that poop. I don't know. We've said poop a lot in this episode. Poop. I'm happy about it. Poop. Poop. Um, so, you know how we mentioned Mr. Poopy that the- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I miss him. Dude, that new season is supposed to come out, but what is it going to be like? I don't know. I just want Mr. Poopy Butthole to come back. He's my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that episode people, yeah. Like, my mom is going to do what the fuck are you talking Just look up Mr. Poopy Butthole. Maybe. Hi. Be careful. Hi. Mr. Poopy Butthole. So, you know how they have different venoms and poisons? Yeah. Well, they obviously want to know which ones they're using, right? They label them? They dye them? How do you think that they chose to, like, tell them apart? Dye them? Yeah, in a sense, they kind of decorated them. But they put glitter in it. Want that glitter? <laughs> I just was not expecting glitter. Like, it actually <laughs> took me a minute to be like, did she say glitter? <laughs> Okay, we'll get to them. Okay. So the Sapiens would use Goritos. Doritos. Doritos. <laughs> which was a case for holding the bow and quiver for arrows. But the length of the Goritos were actually shorter than the bow itself, which would leave the weapon partially exposed. And you can't have that, right? Because remember, even the smell in itself could, like, fuck mm-hmm. you up. So the arrows would have metal coverings... Which was most likely to protect the archer from scraping his skin across the poisonous arrowheads or breathing it in. Could you imagine how careful you have to be? That's what I was thinking. Like, to be an archer, that many they lost. Scary. Especially, like, if you... If it gets on your skin when mm-hmm. you're... Well, I'm sure they had, like, all their armor on. So as long as there wasn't any, like... Yeah, and they probably had gloves. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So to tell a difference between the poisons, Scythians would paint their arrow shafts in the color of red or black. Okay. But others would have zigzag and diamond patterns decorating them. And why? Like, do you think they just like zigzags and diamonds? I mean, I would. You would? Make it pretty. I also like them, too. A lot of people didn't like them because that's the pattern of the snakes that they used. So the various patterns painted on the arrow shafts were the same patterns that were found upon the various vipers or whatever used to create their agents of death. Clever. So if it was a Caucasus viper, it had, you know, that pattern. And then, you know, all the other ones. Mm -hmm. Um, And the vipers with a zigzag or diamond pattern upon their backs were the most poisonous and they still kind of are like you know what I mean you don't want to see those ones mm-hmm. so 
the least deadly weapons would just be like the black or the red that they would use, you know, whenever. When they really needed to do damage, they're like, all right, pull out the zigzags. Yeah, I mean, like, what was the point of even not having all that? Right. I don't know. So, in addition, it is also likely that that decorated arrow shaft, remember the arrow shaft is 30 inches long. So, you see that flying. 30 inches long. When it was shot at the enemy, it's most likely that they had a psych- it had a psychological effect on the enemy. Because it must have looked like to them that the snakes were flying through the freaking air. Ooh. While the barbs protrude- protruding from the points appeared like fangs to the enemy. And they did Ooh. test this. And they think that they probably did look like snakes. And at that time, snakes were so feared. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they still are, but... That's crazy. So you have the psychological effect of not knowing them and you're like, oh my God, they're shooting vipers at us. To them being like, that was a poisonous arrow. And it's always piercing our armor. I, yeah, I couldn't imagine the fear being on that side Mm -hmm. of the war. (laughs) I know. It's terrifying to me. I think that would be really scary. And ironically not really surprising that was not the only biological warfare used during antiquity but by far the worst in my opinion and i thought it was going to be really short actually i don't think we're going to be that short so i did like throw in a few other things if you want Mm -hmm. to hear them so this is around like 1500 to 1200 bce okay and it's been recorded in hitite's text what hitite is this the one we talked about earlier? No, he is a Greek philosopher, oh, I believe, though. Titty. Titty. They use just silent. It's just titty. No, it's disrespectful. I was going to say, are you being serious? <laughs> it's a tidy. Oh, ancient Anatolian. I've just heard of the text. I don't know. Do pronunciation. Oh, wait. They're people. Did we cover them in one mm-hmm. of the things? No, I'm pretty sure we didn't. The Hittites. Tidy. Hittite. Hittite. I'm wrong. It's a lot more simpler than what I said. So it was in the Hittite text. Okay. So victims of Tularema were driven into land, enemy lands causing an epidemic. And Tularemia, Remia, Rima. It's a disease. Know. It's known as rabbit fever, so it's an infectious disease, and symptoms include fever, skin ulcers, and enlarged lymph nodes. From rabbits? <laughs> yeah. You said rabbit fever? Yeah, but I actually don't know if it's from rabbits. Oh. Is it? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Also during this time, the Syrians, who we talked about earlier, just mm-hmm. with their war, they were accused of poisoning enemy wells with ergot. However... Even though they did know of ergot, which is a parasitic fungus of rye, with, which, like, produces ergotism when ingested, mm-hmm. there's, like, they knew about that, but there is no evidence to claim that they actually poisoned the well of their enemies with it. It's probably just an accidental thing. That's what I was thinking. But it does say Maybe that it, is, it could be a possibility of early biological hmm. warfare. So, 590 BCE... Uh, you know Homer, 
his poems Mm -hmm. about the Trojan War, you know, the Iliad and Mm -hmm. Odyssey. He brings up um, spears and arrows were tipped with poison. So that's where we've heard of the tip before. But this was the whole... Maximum penetration. Maximum penetration. Also, the first sacred war in Greece, Athens, and the Amphictyonic League poisoned the water supply of the besieged town of Kira with a toxic plant, Hellborn. That's fucked up. (laughs) To poison a water supply? I know. Like a river or whatever? Like you're literally wiping people out. So 184 BC... Naval battle. There was a naval battle against King Eumenes of Pergamon. Hannibal of Carthage had clay pots filled with venomous snakes and instructed his sailors to throw them onto the decks of enemy ships. You can't escape that. Did you ever watch the Scorpion King? Mm mm. The Rock. Mm mm. Okay, watch that at some point. I thought you were talking about like a legit rock. No, <laughs> Dwayne the Rock. Yeah, it, I realized like a second in. Well, there's like a scene in this where like the, this one woman, the main like female lead in it is like um, psychic. She has like, she's has ma- she's a priestess or something, has magical properties within this culture. So she was like highly worshipped, whatever. She like had a relationship then with the rock it wasn't supposed to be because she's supposed to remain a virgin because that's where her powers came from so as soon as she had like sex she lost all her powers but she was trying to go back Dude, how unfortunate how unfortunate oh man so when i don't know if it was like her betrothed or whatever she got like captured again and taken back to her home and they were like prove to us that basically you're still a virgin like show us your powers and they gave her like multiple um like urns filled with snakes, venomous snakes. Some of them didn't have any, some did. And they were like, and she, they made her like go like around and like, they had lids on them, but they made her like put her hand over top and try to determine which one had a venomous snake and which one didn't. Oh, her power could do that. I guess it's been a while since I've seen it. I feel like you could probably hear the snake. Would that tell you if it's venomous or not? Well, I think so, they were either oh, someone empty or empty. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So. Pick it up and shake it. Yeah. Anyway, that's just what it made me think of. So I have to, like, take them and toss them onto what ships? Ships, yeah. Which, I, I feel like that's scary because you're stranded in the middle of the ocean with venomous snakes. But if you had any kind of weapon, you could at least try to chop its head off. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many you did. Also, you're risking your own sailors by carrying venomous snakes. Yeah. I don't know. So 130 BCE, the Roman commander Manius Aquilius poisoned the wells of besieged they enemy don't name cities kids like they used to. They fucking don't do. Manius Aquilius, uh, trademark. That's my kid's name. <laughs> Can you trademark it? I don't think so. <laughs> All right. So 198 CE, Parthian city. Also, just a little side note. They all are like Ian. Like mm-hmm. the Scythians, the Sumerians, Sumerians, they had the Parthians. I don't know. Yeah. Did they name them like that? Or is that just coming from translation of their hieroglyphs? I just find it like, because we don't name places like that anymore. I don't know. Sure don't. Parthian city of Hatra repulsed the Roman armor led by Septimius Sir. 
Vervas by hurling clay pots filled with live scorpions at them. Oh, shit. I think that's scarier than snakes. Mm-hmm. Like the Scythians, Roman soldiers also dipped their swords into excrements and cadavers, too. And the victims were calmly infected with tetanus. And that was in the first century CE. And that's all I got. Wow. That's brutal. Mm -hmm. That is... I'm glad we have guns now. (laughs) Are you? Yeah, dude. I'd rather get shot than poisoned like that. I'd rather there just be peace and love throughout the world, but... um... Yeah, me too. (laughs) But if we take guns away, it's just going to go back to this. I don't know. Not a hot take. Don't come at me if you do address the email to Sid. (laughs) In modern times, if I was in a grocery store that got held up, I'd prefer they had some kind of air, like bow and arrow like that, even if it's poison, whatever. You can't guarantee they have good aim. That's true. It's a gun that's These were top-notch archers. Yeah. So now the question is, it was more about bow and arrows, but they did use that Persian sword. Mm-hmm. Does the scythe gardening tool come from the Scythians? I mean, why else would it have that name, right? I mean, that's very specific. It is spelled a little different. Oh. It has the E at the end. I mean, one of, yeah, the, one of the ways they... It's Scythian, so it's different, right? How did the Scythe get its name? In Old English, Scythe was spelled O-S-I with an O squiggly thing over it. Like, no, you not just like an... Oh. Is that like Irish? I guess, Old English. Since there is no longer in that O in modern English, Scythe became the accepted form of the word in the 15th century. So the exact origin of the scythe is unknown, but it was little used in the ancient world. It came into wide use only with agricultural developments of the Carolingian era. I don't even know what that is. Carolingian. I said I fucked that up in my last episode. However, I said it because I mentioned it then. But anyway, eighth century mm. CE in Europe. When the harvesting and storing of hay became important to support livestock, blah, blah, blah. So, like, no one knows really where it came from. It says it drew its S, like the S-C, start from the Latin scissor, meaning carver or cutter. Mm. So, so I guess it's not did, really this, did we just name Scythians Scythians? No? I don't know. I wonder if it's just... Probably, I mean... Maybe it's just a glitch in the... It's a weird coincidence. Yeah, I don't believe in coincidence. Hmm. Well, this was interesting. All right, so I don't really have, like, a conclusion to all that. It's just... That's what it was. That's what it was. I wanted to talk about poisonous poop arrowheads yeah <laughs> i don't know i so i heard about them and then i was like dude i need to know more like that's so scary because my when i heard about it i was just like it pretty much like secured death and fatality because if you did get scraped like you're getting probably 
a disease or poisoned. I don't know. It was just interesting to me. Thought I'd share. Hopefully you liked it. You didn't I know. enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a ton of fun. Okay, good. I was a little nervous. Well, I know. Even today you were like, I don't know if I want to do it. I I thought it was only <laughs> going to be like 20 minutes. <laughs> I, I know better with know us. Better. Um, but yeah, that's it. I hope you guys liked it. Be sure to rate and review no matter where you're listening. It really helps us out. Um, we also, if you have any recommendations for future episodes, we'd love to hear them. You can send them, you can DM us on social media if you want, or do the old fashioned way of emailing uaqpod at gmail.com. You can also go onto our website and put in like a request submission, submission form. And that's at uaqpod.com. Consentite. Mercy. I never said I don't say consensite. That was weird. Did I say it right the first time? Is it? Kazun. Kazun. Is it with a G? I don't know. Kazun. Kazun. I thought it was Kazun. I don't know. Kazun. What even is it? Is it German? I think so. We're learning so many things today. Kazun. I think it's a G. It is a G. It's definitely German. <laughs> it's so German. It's G-E-S-U-N-D-H-E-I-T. Yep. Okay, anyways. Um, so I, I'm doing well, right? Yeah. I think I'm great with this close. We're almost through it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Two hours later. Also, please follow us or like our pages on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, I'm professional asking questions or UAQ pod. Yep. We also have a Patreon page. Mm-hmm. It's patreon.com slash UAQ pod. Just right? UAQ. Oh, just UAQ. Patreon.com slash UAQ. Mm-hmm. If you feel generous enough and want to support us and help grow the podcast, you can donate at different tier levels. Go ahead and check that out. We greatly appreciate any support. I think that's it. I think that is it. It's the first time I've ever done the closing. <laughs> You did good. Good job. Yay. Figured out because it's in tight too. All right. Thank you guys for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.